Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Bringing the Treatment of Patients with CKD and T2D Up to Speed, Synthesizing Guideline Updates and the Latest Data for Non-Steroidal Mineralocorticoid Receptor Antagonists. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Bayer AG. Hello, my name is Christoph Wanner. I'm a professor of medicine at the University Hospital of Würzburg in Germany. I will bring you recommendations for the treatment of patients with CKD and type 2 diabetes, the current knowledge, and I synthesize guideline updates. And let's start discussing the role of non-steroidal mineralocorticoid receptor antagonists non-steroidal MRAs in the treatment of patients with CKD and type 2 diabetes. So we have expanding therapeutic options for CKD and type 2 diabetes, and these options work on hemodynamic parameters, such as elevated blood pressure, on inflammation and fibrosis, and on the metabolic profile poor glycemic control. So MR overactivation provokes inflammation and fibrosis in kidney disease, and we have now medications to target inflammation and fibrosis with non-steroidal MRAs. We compare here the availability of emerging MRAs. Since a long time, we have spironolactone and eplerinone available for our treatment. Those are steroidal MRAs, and they have sex hormone side effects, difficulties in managing high blood potassium, but they lower blood pressure quite effectively. We have non-steroidal MRAs, specifically phenerinone in most parts of the world and exacerinone only in Japan available. With phenerinone, we have less hormone side effects and less difficulties in managing high blood potassium, but they lower to a certain extent blood pressure. For exacerinone, information about difficulties in managing high blood potassium is not available, but other actions are there as well. So the availability of non-steroidal MRAs globally are phenerinone in most parts of the world and ezaxerinone only in Japan. So concluding, we have now an effective intervention to retard progression of CKD, chronic kidney disease, in type 2 diabetes patients. In the next session, let's discuss the latest efficacy data on novel non-steroidal MRAs for the treatment of CKD and type 2 diabetes. We are looking at data on the FIDELITY trial, which is a pooled analysis of renal outcomes in patients with CKD and type 2 diabetes, 13,000 patients in total. And we have a different set of kidney outcomes. For example, a more than 57% composite kidney outcome, where the composite is also kidney failure. We have end-stage kidney disease, but we look also on sustained decrease in EGFR. It's reduced by 23% and kidney failure alone by 16%. Irrespective what endpoint you pick, the picture is quite consistent. The point estimate is left of unity, and the reduction 
in these outcomes is significant mediated through finerenone compared with placebo. When we look at the cardiovascular outcomes in fidelity, in the pooled analysis of all the composite cardiovascular outcomes listed here, such as cardiovascular death, MI, stroke, and hospitalization for heart failure, a similar picture can be seen with point estimates, again, left of unity, some overlapping with a confidence interval, but the composite is significantly reduced by 14%. And this is highly significant. So you can reduce kidney and cardiovascular outcomes with finerenone. If we compare the data with azaxerenone, then we can only look at albuminuria. And albuminuria is reduced significantly with this non-steroidal MRA. And you see UACR with azaxerenone significantly reduced. If we look at another outcome, which is blood pressure, systolic and diastolic blood pressure can be reduced as well with either monotherapy or add-on therapy with serenone. The study had 91 patients. So now let's move to the next session and let's discuss the safety profiles of novel non-steroidal MRAs for the treatment of CKD and type 2 diabetes and how to manage common treatment-related adverse events. Here we look at the safety profile of finerenone in patients with CKD and type 2 diabetes in a total of more than 13,000 patients. And here is the main treatment emergent adverse events listed, which is investigator-reported hyperkalemia. And there is a difference between finerenone and placebo. And you can also look at other outcomes in respect to hyperkalemia, especially permanent discontinuation due to hyperkalemia, and numbers come down to a low percent in respect to hyperkalemia. The same thing happens with azaxerenone. Here, the safety profile in patients with CKD and type 2 diabetes, only 455 patients were in this study. And you look at blood potassium increase. And it was higher in azaxerenone versus placebo. Potassium more than 6.0 or more than 5.5 milliequivalent per liter on two consecutive measurements also elevated. So uh, when we look at special risk groups for hyperkalemia among patients with CKD, then the special risk factors include a glomerular filtration rate below 45, a baseline serum potassium above 4.5, and patients on RAS blockade. I want to point out that SGLT2 inhibitors in combination with a non-steroidal MRA may reduce the risk of hyperkalemia, and the combination may be a positive one. We can manage hyperkalemia associated with non-steroidals. And usually we counsel patients about dietary potassium intake to reduce potassium intake. We can also manage their renin-angiotensin system inhibitor therapy, or we slightly increase the diuretic therapy to remove potassium. We can also add sodium bicarbonate therapy or consider potassium binders. So in the clinical setting, we have a number of potential remedies to lower the serum potassium, and doctors 
do it with measures where they have the most experience, but we have a number of instruments. So let's move to the next session and let's review recent guideline updates concerning the use of novel non-steroidal MRAs in patients with CKD and type 2 diabetes. KDGO guidelines have been updated just recently in consensus with the American Diabetes Association. And there is a statement that we start healthy diet, physical activity, smoking cessation, weight management, lifestyle components in all patients. But then we proceed to organ protective treatments, which is renin-angiotensin system inhibitor and an SJT2 inhibitor when we still see some residual cardiovascular or chronic kidney disease risk, we then add non-steroidal MRAs. They received a grading of high evidence, a grading A, for the previously discussed large outcome trials. We also can do standard of care by adding additional glucose-lowering medication, antihypertensive and lipid-lowering agents together to achieve optimal treatment targets. Early intensive pharmacological management and treating to goal is important to enhance patient outcomes. So when we want to start finerenone, we have to look at potassium. And patients should have a potassium below five milliequivalent per liter. We then initiate finerenone with 10 milligram when the patient's GFR is between 25 and 60 and we use 20 milligram when the GFR is above 60. Then we monitor potassium approximately one month after initiation, and then we continue to monitor every four months. We can increase dose to 20 milligram if on 10 milligram daily, the potassium remains below 4.8 milliequivalent per liter. During treatment, if potassium rises above 5.5, we stop treatment and we restart at 10 milligram after potassium declines below 5 milliequivalent per liter. So it's a nice algorithm we can follow in daily practice. We now go to the next session, and we will discuss practical strategies to incorporate novel non-steroidal MRAs into practice based on the latest evidence and guidelines. Recently, FDA and ADA have released recommendations to select patients for finerenone treatment. And finerenone has been approved for patients with type 2 diabetes to reduce the risk of sustained EGFR decline and stage renal disease, cardiovascular death, non-fatal MI, and hospitalization for heart failure. ADA recommendations are for patients at increased risk for cardiovascular events or CKD progression or unable to use SGLT2 inhibitors. The non-steroidal MRA with proven kidney and cardiovascular benefit is recommended for patients with type 2 diabetes and an eGFR above 25 ml per minute, normal serum potassium concentration, and an UACR above 30 milligram per gram, despite maximum tolerated dose of RAS inhibitor. So patient selections include some contraindication. We should not use finerenone concomitant with strong cytochrome P3A4 inhibitors or in patients with adrenal insufficiency. And we do not initiate finerenone if a patient has a serum potassium concentration more than five. 
However, we can prevent hyperkalemia when we combine eventually with an SGLT2 inhibitor. Here on the left-hand side, we see the 259 patients in the finerenone program with an SGLT2 inhibitor on the right-hand side without. And the rate of hyperkalemia is lower when SGLT2 inhibitor was present at baseline. And more emerging studies are out there evaluating the combination treatment. We live in exciting times. We doctors, nephrologists, general practitioners have instruments in hand to prevent progression of kidney disease in patients with type 2 diabetes when patients are on the journey towards dialysis or end-stage kidney disease. And we can prevent this substantially. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.